Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast Episode 7. Thanks for jumping on the bandwagon. I'm Nolan, and Brayden is also here joining me in studio, live home studio, which also just happens to be my game room with a couple couches and chairs in it and some little like TV stand dinner tray things for our mics. Yeah, we're, we're getting, we're legit now. We're legit, every, too legit to quit. So, but we could uh, use some support. Maybe one day we'll have an actual studio. That'd be cool. Go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. At FF Bandwagon on Twitter and Instagram. You almost forgot. I, no, I didn't almost forget. I had a frog in my throat there for whatever reason. Not really sure what happened. Yeah. So, um, any news? Any notable news at all? Notable news? Well, first we're going to talk about the AFC South today. And really kind of some of the only news is this week, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey both got new contract extensions. So the two best tight ends in the game aren't going anywhere. That's uh, that's cool. And then also, former, I, I want to say Redskins, but they're not the Redskins, Washington football team, former quarterback Alex Smith, who tragically like got his leg destroyed two it years ago. destroyed. Nasty, nasty. Almost died from sepsis. He has been cleared for football operations. So you may think Dwayne Haskins is going to be the guy in Washington, but we really have yet to see if Alex Smith is... I mean, he's back at training camp, so it could be his his team or it could be Dwayne Haskins. Nobody really knows yet. Alex Smith right now is better than Dwayne Haskins right now. Don't yeah. at me. Yeah, it's probably true. Dwayne Haskins is trash he's a trash can on the field <laughs> calm down that's a little it's a little harsh maybe i don't know i'm not a big uh washington fan I, dude, it's so hard to not call them the redskins it's very hard to yeah. like think about it we got this we got this so yep jump on the bandwagon with us go follow us on the social medias this is episode seven Talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, and the Tennessee Titans. Titans, okay, the guys who beat the Ravens in the AFC Championship game last year. Not the championship game, the the whatever, the one before that. The pre-championship <laughs> championship game. Semifinals. Yeah, we'll go with that. Something like that. Let's go, <laughs> let's go ahead and start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kind of probably... The worst team in the division last year, actually. They added some pieces in tight end Tyler Eifert came over from the Bengals. Chris Thompson came over from the Redskins. Uh, and they drafted Lavishka, Lavishka Chenault. You think he's Russian? Lavishka sounds like a Russian. It sounds like, it sounds like a Russian name. Of origin, yep. They drafted him in the second round out of Colorado. He's a wide receiver. They lost, really the only offensive loss they had was Nick Foles, who went over to the Bears. I don't really know if that's a loss. I wouldn't count it as one, so not worried about it. Let's jump right into Minshew Mania. 
If anybody doesn't know, their quarterback is Gardner Minshew the second. And the cool fact about him, the coolest fact about Gardner Minshew the second is there is no Gardner Minshew the first. His dad just thought it would be cool to name him the second. I knew you were gonna bring that up. So, Nolan, Nolan, Nolan likes facts. He's got like a. He's got he a likes cool, fun facts. He's got a cool mustache. Um, he wears jorts. Um, he's a really strange guy. That's cool. Dude, he, he is the Minshew. All right. Don't he is the Minshew. Disparage he, him. Well, fantasy wise, he ended as quarterback nineteen last year. Um, I have him as quarterback twenty five. What do What do you got on Gardner Minshew? You're disrespectful. I'm a little bit disrespectful. Yeah, I actually have him at like twenty. He also and plays I, for Jacksonville. And so. I want, but I want to move him up. I just don't know who to move him up exactly. ahead of. Is the thing. Um, did you know that he had a higher passer rating and fewer interceptions than any rookie in 2019? That includes Kyler Murray. That's that's pretty wild. So yeah, keep he, being disrespectful. He had he had a good rookie year. Okay, my only question to you is, do you feel comfortable with him as your only starting quarterback on your fantasy team? That's a negative. Exactly. That's why, yeah, maybe if I'm, he's my, I'll draft him as my first quarterback, but I'm also getting like a veteran or somebody behind him on a better team, maybe. Yeah, he, he's a streamer with upside. I mean, yeah. he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he broke out and he was, a he. I think he could be a top 15, top 12 QB, but am I counting on it? Probably not. No. Exactly. I, I'm not. I'm not comfortable with him as my only quarterback. He does give you some rushing upside. He had over almost 350 yards on the ground last year. Uh, he he had really good passer ratings and percentages on his completions. But I, yeah, I'm just I'm not comfortable with him as my only my only quarterback. Brayden, are you comfortable with Leonard Fournette as your starting running back? Um, he finished he finished as running back seven last year. Yeah. So starting running back, um, as your as your as your RB one, he finished as an RB one last year. Are you comfortable with him as your RB one this year? No. Why not? I I would like him as my RB two because you you're picking him in the what's third round I think, um, and at that at the third round I'm fine with it. Hopefully you didn't choose two wide receivers in your first two rounds because. That would, you know, unless, I don't know, there's certain situations where I guess you can, but. Fournette's going 309. Yeah, I'm not not comfortable taking him as my number one running back. I mean, at number two running back, I'm happy with it. I'm I'm happy with his his value. I am. Um, He's going to be their workhorse, and he's going to have positive touchdown regression. So, he, on 265 attempts last year, he only scored three touchdowns. Yeah, he he only scored three touchdowns. His big upside last year came from he saw 100 targets. He had yeah. 76 receptions in the passing game for 522 yards. He didn't score any touchdowns, but... To me, that's going down because Chris Thompson came in. For sure, for sure. Chris Thompson came over from Washington, also with new offensive coordinator Jay Gruden, who was the head coach in Washington. Yep. So he knows Thompson. He knows Thompson's style of, of play. He's a pass-catching guy. So I do think Fournette's losing maybe half those targets and i just there's definitely some positive touchdown regression for the rushing side but the the i I don't see him getting much more for the the passing side no i i think i think you're about right it's going to cut cut about in half his targets and so you're i mean you're looking at really him finishing what what where did he finish last year like seven he was running back seven yeah i mean I expect him. He he could be a top twelve back this year, a yeah. back back end one. 
is what I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a mid-level RB2 for me. And, yeah. you know, he could finish as a RB1 again. But is anybody ever happy to have Fournette on their team? No, honestly, you know, like, I don't know. Somebody threw out a stat to me the other day that something about him. He's the majority of his career, except for one year, he's finished as a top 10 running back. And um, I went back and looked it up, and it's true, you know, minus one year. But the thing is, you're not – he loses you games. Yeah. Like, and in, in he doesn't come through in the playoffs. He never has. So, it, I mean, are you really happy? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy. Like we mentioned, Chris Thompson, he's kind of the pass-catching third down back. Maybe has a little bit of fantasy relevance, but not much – just gonna maybe an rb5 <laughs> yeah you're a, a good fourth or fifth rb on your team if something happens i don't really he's not really the handcuff to four net because he's not built the same Ryquel armstead is probably the handcuff to four net there because yep. they're they're both big guys but that's kind of where you're at with the the running backs here yeah the most chris thompson does is take away from Leonard Fournette. so yeah the wide receivers here are we got a, actually a couple guys that kind of surprised me a little bit and were more reliable than I thought they were. Wide receiver DJ Chark, and we got DD Westbrook, and we got Chris Conley, and we got Lavishka Chenault. So there's four guys here. What are you doing with these four guys? Um, I am fine with DJ Chark. Uh, his ADP is 501 at wide receiver 20. He finished as a wide receiver 17 last year. I, <clears throat> he, you know, that's as a rookie. So he's still going to be the number one on the offense. He saw, um, he's going to see 120 plus targets this year. I, I mean, I don't see him taking a step back. Do you? Uh, I don't know that he takes a step back. I, I think he was actually a second year player last year, but, um. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, no, you're he right. You're right. Player. He saw 118 targets. For a thousand yards, seventy-three receptions, and eight touchdowns, he's definitely the number one on number one target on the team. He's so far the guy that's kind of proven himself to be the most talented pass catcher. So he he's the number one guy. He's fast. Uh, he only caught one pass over forty yards, so he's not necessarily the the deep threat guy, but he could be. Jay Gruden's coming in, like we said. Jay Gruden had AJ Green in Cincinnati. Maybe he wants Chark to be kind of like the AJ Green kind of guy. Um, what round is he going? And what was his? He's ADP? going five hundred one as the wide receiver twenty. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, man, I'm probably okay with grabbing a number one on a. You know, I feel like this is a good passing offense too with Minshew there. It's, they it's like not the, bad. You know, he's going to get a lot yeah. of volume. So yeah, exactly. The other guys, D.D. Westbrook and Chris Conley, they both actually saw volume. Uh, D.D. Westbrook's just kind of another guy at this point. I'm not too excited about him. He's. Uh, got some younger guys coming up behind him. He saw 100 targets last year, but I bet that goes down. It just They drafted LaVishka Chenault. And then Chris Conley finished as wide receiver 43. He was actually a pretty solid option last year from what I was looking at. He led the wide receiver group in snaps, played more snaps than even DJ Chark. Hmm. I'm not saying you're relying on him, but he was looking at his game spreads. He was like a boomer bust guy. He had a couple games where he had 3 points, 0 points, 2 points. And then he had a couple games where he had 21 points, 20 points, 20 points. And so he's kind of a good – I see him as a solid flex option, like a low-end uh, or a mid-wide receiver three with some upside. Not really anybody I'm relying on, but he's a good guy to throw in there for a bye week or something. Yeah. He's, he's 
most likely going to get you some points. Yeah, I, unless and he I, just has a terrible bust week. And out of the rest of these wide receivers, I, I mean, I really look at Didi. Um, he used like you said he had a hundred targets last year. Is that right? Yeah. Um, he could he could have some streamer value, but you're not going to draft him. Is he's going to be a guy that you pick up off the waivers if if he starts to hit? So yeah, and then we've mentioned Chenault, the rookie coming in, just kind of like all the other rookies, kind of wait and see what he does. He's on a team with a couple guys that have already kind of proven themselves. So I don't, you're not drafting Chenault early to for him to do anything. It's not like this team no. doesn't have any pass catchers on it. So kind of waiting to see on him. Grab him late if you want him. Uh, he's a good stash. All these rookies, wide receivers, are, are pretty good stashes. I'm just kind of trying to wait and see what they do. Tyler Eifert is the tight end on the team. He was with the Bengals last year, finished as tight end 19. This is the first time he's played all 16 games since, like, 2006 or something like that. Eifert has always kind of – everybody's kind of been hype on him. He's had some upside in Cincinnati, and then he never really stays healthy and does anything. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing hearing the same old song and dance. Bro. Yeah. Same he, old song and dance. He actually had a career year – or a career low year last year, even though he played all 16 games. It just wasn't – Cincinnati was bad last year. I'm not really relying. He's not He's not a starting tight end for you on your fantasy roster this year just because no. he's a little older guy, and he might be a top 15 tight end on this team. I didn't even write him down on my list but, to talk about. Yeah, but, well, then we'll just move on. <laughs> Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans, AFC runner-ups last year. Teen Titans. Yeah, AFC runner-ups to Los Chiefs. They didn't really bring anybody in of note. They lost Delaney Walker and Dion Lewis and Marcus Mariota. So those are kind of notable, I guess. Talk about... Tell me about your boy Ryan Tannehill, Braden. Wasn't he your quarterback on one of your teams last year? Um, I think he was briefly. He was, he was. So uh, he finished his QB 22 and only played 12 games. Mm-hmm. Um... I look at Ryan Tannehill as a guy that's probably going to finish top 12, but it's not going to seem like he finished top 12. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he had his highest points per game of his career last year with 18.7 points per game. So that's good. Um, it, it was his first year in Tennessee. I mean, I with him, with him playing at um, – I broke it down. If he played a full season and – he was averaging the 18.7 points a game. He was on pace to be the QB um, 6, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's kind of that boat where I guess I'm okay with him as my number one quarterback, but I'm not going to get excited about it. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just kind of there. I don't have to worry about him. He's going to give me some points. Yeah. But he's also not going to be the highest scoring quarterback that week. Like, really yeah, I, I have him as a back-end QB1, like I said. So the 8 to 12 range, um, and you're getting him in, at 13-1 as his ADP. Yeah. So he, he's being drafted as QB20. I mean, that's pretty good value for Tannehill. I'm not, yeah, it's good value. He's he's a, like a, a top-tier streamer streaming option. If if he's available, he's a top-tier streamer. The, the Tennessee offense, they're just not pass-heavy. It's definitely a run-heavy team. The volume just – the passing volume just isn't there for him to be a top – you know, scoring quarterback. Tennessee's offense is actually ranked 29th and 30th in offensive plays per game in the last two seasons, while also attempting the second fewest and fewest pass attempts per game. 
So this is definitely a run-heavy offense that takes their time, run the ball with Derrick Henry, yep. and not throw the ball a lot unless they have to. I think he had a playoff game with, what, 72 yards through, like, seven passes or something like that? Yeah, and he didn't – I, you know, that kind of worried me too. But during the season, he was he was a little better than that. You know, like, it, yeah. it, his his season was definitely not – I think a lot of people remember his, the playoffs, and his season was not indicative of the playoffs whatsoever. So yeah. Well, the big star on the team is running back Derrick Henry. Ended as running back five last year. Led the league in rushing yards. He just got signed to a big contract. Got his four-year deal. King Henry is what they call him. Finished with 303 attempts, 1540 rushing yards, and 16 rushing touchdowns. With a, a couple a couple hundred yards in receiving yards and and two touchdowns. Yeah, how many how many catches did you have? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't have catches, but was it, I don't know. It was, it was it's some some ridiculously low number, but um yeah, Henry's awesome. And where, you, where do you have him ranked at? Um, he finished as five last year. I have him at RB eight. That's what I have him at. I have Derrick Henry at nine. Oh, so both of us are a little down on where he finished. I definitely think that was his ceiling where he finished last year, and he's not used as much in the passing game as some of these other guys are that are that are we have ranked above him, which I think hurts him a little bit. And that's really my biggest my biggest downside to Henry is you know if you're when you're playing in a PPR which you should be, standard leagues are kind of outdated. Um, it, when you're playing in a PPR, Derrick Henry does not have near as much value. You'd much rather have somebody that will run the ball and get volume you know catching yeah so like we said he led the league in yards and touchdowns and still only finishes the fifth highest running back so that and that kind of tells you without the passing volume there it's just he's not really going to get any higher than fifth without more passing volume and like i mentioned earlier this team doesn't pass the ball a whole lot so there's not a lot of passing volume to go around that's not already going to the wide receivers so am i am i drafting henry at five no I'm I'm not. I'll get him late in the first. If I get him late in the first, he's a solid RB one. You don't have to worry about him. He might not. He's not. He's not going to finish as RB one because the passing volume. But he's still a solid guy that I don't have to worry about. See if he's going to get points every week. So are you going to take him at ten? I I would probably take him at ten, depending on if if all the guys that get catch passes are gone, like Kenyon Drake. His ADP is one hundred eight. One hundred eight. I would probably take him right around there. Yeah. Um, kind of depending on I, who was left in the draft. I feel like that's fair value. My thing, I would still take Joe Mixon over him. Um, I would probably take. Would you take him or Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Josh Jacobs. I would take Jacobs over Henry. Okay. I don't know. That's a little more split for me. I think I would probably rather have Henry than Jacobs. Hmm. Yeah, Henry's right there. He's definitely a good running back. Solid. But it's kind of up in the air. I'm not taking him over. I'm not taking him over pass catching guys. I just I don't see the value there. In he's only going to finish as high as five without any without any. Yeah, I guess I just see, I just see Josh Jacobs as Henry Light. I, I don't. He's not going <laughs> to Henry Light. He's not going to. Josh Jacobs is not a huge pass catcher. So no, but that 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 offense, I think, has more more chance for him to be a pass catcher that makes sense fair enough the real pass catcher on the team is aj brown finished as wide receiver 21 last year i have him as wide receiver 20 
uh, I just think his production is going to be about the same. He's really the only guy worth throwing a pass to on the team at this point. I, I have him at wide receiver 15 currently. So I, I like him. Um, he, he So you said he finished at wide receiver 21. That was despite playing – he played less than 70% of snaps 10 times last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the last six games, he averaged 21.3 fantasy points a game. And well, and and that's you know it it's correlation it's correlated for when his snap count went up above seventy consistently, so yeah. he I mean I expect him to he's got massive upside this year. Yeah, he's definitely got all the talent in the world. He's got a ton of upside, but I'm I'm still worried about this. I, I think he might have played at his ceiling last year. Honestly, I I just with the passing volume, he saw eighty four targets and only caught fifty two passes. He had eight touchdowns, which is great, and he had over a thousand yards, which is also great. But it's just, is he going to get much more passing volume than that? I, I really don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think he can. Well, I, I I like him because he did a lot with, even with the low volume. He had eight catches of 40 yards tied for first in the league of yeah. everybody, which is great. Just it, get him the ball dude, and he's going to make a play with it. It's because nobody can tackle him. The guy's a freaking giant. Yeah. The Titans finished with the second fewest pass attempts last year. They had 448. That should worry you a little bit, it, and it and it does me. So, I mean, as long as he's the main volume guy on the team, which he will be, then I, that's why I have him ranked where he finished last year. I think that's kind of where he's at. It, his floor and ceiling are kind of – his ceiling is obviously a little, a little bit higher than that, but I think that's kind of his his mid-range of floor and his ceiling are kind of right in that spot. I, I, feel like, I, I feel like his floor is right around 25. His ceiling is more around, like, wide receiver 5. <laughs> I think he could be well, a, a top you, five wide receiver. Do you have him as a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two? Uh, um, currently, I have him as a as a high end wide receiver two. He's at fifteen for me. Okay, fifteen. So you wouldn't, you don't want him as your first wide receiver. No, you take him as like a, but a the, good second. Guy. The good thing is you don't have to take him as that. He's yeah. he's four oh seven is ADP. He's he's wide, wide receiver eighteen. So, I mean, I'm comfortable taking him there all day. Uh, if he if he duds out, I mean, what's he's gonna dud out the wide receiver twenty five? Like I said, twenty one again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it it depends. You got Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys, but neither one of these guys are. You're worried about stealing catches or anything like that. They're just kind of guys at this point, and there's not enough volume to support really more than one wide receiver on this team. So. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried about AJ Brown at all. All right, all right. What about your boy Jonu Smith? Um, Tied in twenty last year. I actually think it's going to be AJ Brown as the first, uh, you know, the the first pass catcher as the first read, and then Jonu Smith is going to be the second read. That's how I'm projecting yeah. the, the Titans right now. I have him as the secondary pass catcher on the team. And so, with that being said, you know, there's the Titans have 103 vacated targets, and 31 of those were from Delaney Walker. Um, Jonu already saw 44 targets last year, so you know, between the two tight ends, that's 75 targets. And I, I think that probably goes up um, this year. So I, I, I like him. He's, you're paying nothing for him, and I think that he's a good breakout candidate. I, I mean, you're not comfortable with him as your starting tight end. He's a good, a good guy to stash on your bench, and then, then when he breaks out, if he does, then you throw him in there. I mean, you're not going in with him as your only tight end, are you? I am. You are. I am. Well then, you, I feel like that's a boomer bust kind of thing right there. Because because I'm I'm getting thing is I'm playing that late round that late round tight end strategy right. 
Yeah. And so when you do that, and I can take Jonu in the in the 13th, 14th round, then I I mean I I feel like Jonu Smith is like in my eyes he's gonna be at minimal at minimal serviceable and minimal. Uh, he, he's going to be serviceable for you. Serviceable. Even if he doesn't blow up, he's still going to be serviceable. He's going to finish. I'm, I'm guaranteeing him to finish in the top 12 tight ends. Oh, yeah? What kind of bet you want to make on that? Guaranteed, Guaranteed top 12. I bet you that he doesn't finish top 12 as a tight end one. All right. I bet you that he does. What do you want to bet? Uh, what are we betting? Uh, your dog? Can uh, I have Leia? No, you can't have my dog. She's here sleeping. You woke her up. Um, um, I bet you an In-N-Out burger. I don't know. A water burger. Don't you ever... Dis- you're don't right, you you're ever right. we don't in have again. in and out here that was just a joke that was the joke ted okay no okay i bet i bet you'll uh whataburger sandwich okay all right book it Jonu smith does not finish as a top 12 tight end says nolan and he's gonna be wrong he's gonna so owe me a, owe in me a nine regular sandwich. season games in nine regular season games with delaney walker inactive he only averaged 3.7 targets so i don't know how you're getting top 12 with Maybe four or five targets a game. Just watch and see, man. Right. He's he his targets are he's, going he's up. He's definitely man. an athlete. He had a couple run plays. His targets I are think, going up, and he took a couple long plays to the house. But I am not comfortable with him as my starting tight end. To each their own. All right, all right. We'll see. Um, so the next team is kind of should be a very good fantasy team. The Houston Texans. We're not big fans of Houston here in in the DFW, but. Whatever they're they're Texans. Unless you so. live there and you're listening to us, in which yeah, case they, you're cool. You should continue to listen yeah, to you're us. Yeah, you're cool. We like you. We like you. Yeah. Specifically, you, not Houston as a city. Yeah, but. yeah. But this team has saw quite a bit of change over the offseason so far. Brought in running back David Johnson from the Cardinals in the most infamous trade of all ever in modern NFL history for DeAndre Hopkins, and didn't even get a number one pick. But yeah, Bill O'Brien is the knockoff Belichick. <laughs> I don't know. So they brought in David Johnson, uh, brought over Brandon Cooks from the Rams, and Randall Cobb also came over. And then they lost DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller and Carlos Hyde. So this team's had a lot of turnaround on the offense. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's for the best. Do you think – Let's get, we're going to talk about quarterback Deshaun Watson here, who I think is on the last year of his rookie deal, something like that. Do you think he – if you're Deshaun Watson, do you want to re-sign in Houston? Anybody um, else will pay you tons of money. No. Anybody else will pay you tons of money. I don't think I. I don't think he's a Texan next year. Uh, I. I think he is because they franchise tag him. Oh but well. Then after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if it's his choice, I don't think yeah, he's a Texan if, next year. If you get the choice, I don't think. I don't know that you want. I wouldn't want to be there with Crazy O'Brien. I know, right? Deshaun Watson finished as quarterback four last year. That was with DeAndre Hopkins. Keep that in mind. I have him as QB six. I do have him down a little bit, only because his wide receiver core is full of a bunch of guys that get hurt all the time. Do you do you think the loss of Hopkins hurts him? Uh, I don't think it hurts him a whole lot, honestly. I I mean, they brought him in weapons. It's not like they got rid of Hopkins and didn't bring anybody in. They brought in Brandon Cooks. They brought in... Um, Kenny Stills was there half the year last year or whatever. Yeah, and they, and they also brought in Randall Cobb. So, I mean, he's got veteran wide receivers that can make plays on the team. Um, so, I, I, ha- I have it like this. DeAndre Hopkins didn't make Watson great, but he helped him stay consistent. 
So okay. I, I do worry about his consistency a little bit. With He doesn't have a guy he can just throw it to and is going to catch it no matter where the ball is at. He, he doesn't have a guy with hands like D-Hop on the team. No, he, he doesn't. I mean, D-Hop's one-of-a-kind one player. He's, he's like almost generational. <laughs> a talent, you know. So, But I do look at it like this. Uh, I feel like Deshaun Watson's not going to be forced to throw it to D-Hop. Yeah. Um, he's going to be able to spread the ball around a little bit. I still have him as my QB4 ahead of Kyler and Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson and those those type of guys. Okay. Um, and, and that's just because of that. I don't think he's forced to go anywhere. I think he can spread the ball around a little more, and um, and it's going to help. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's still a playmaker. Deshaun Watson's going to be great. Like, his college coach described him as the Michael Jordan of the NFL, which he could be. He's a playmaker for sure. I think he could end up having to do a little more because all his guys get hurt. <laughs> yeah. But, and and he'll st- he could still be a top five QB. I just have him at six. He's going in. The, his ADP is the sixth round after Kyler and after Deck. So if you really like him and let those guys go first and, and grab him, I don't think he's bad. He's definitely one of those guys you start week in and week out because he's going to produce. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm taking him at 609. There, there's a lot of um, – a lot of other upside players that I would rather have and and take a QB late. So that's just strategy. What about let's talk about running back David Johnson come over from Arizona. Last year was not good. He really didn't. <laughs> I, I I don't even put where he ranked last year because I don't think he ended up ranking anything mm. worth talking about. No, he's kind of an older guy. We say older guy. He's Hasn't been in the league quite a bit long, but he's for a running back. He came in a little older. Yeah, he has a he's had a few down years, but he's really just going to be known for that guy that was traded for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> That's true, and I, I mean I think that um, I think he's probably a little upset that everybody. Yeah, you he's, know he's definitely got something to prove this year. Like yeah. hey, yeah, I got traded for D Hop, but I'm worth it. You know. Yeah, and 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 you know me, like I'm a I'm a big David Johnson fan. He was on the Cardinals. DJ came out and tore it up back in uh, in 2016. So let me let me tell you this: before Gurley's huge 2017, 2016 was huge for 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 DJ. Since 2010, only two running backs have scored over 400 PPR fancy points: Christian McCaffrey last year and David Johnson in 2016. Oh, I was gonna guess Christian. I thought you were yeah. gonna make me guess. No, 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 it was Christian McCaffrey last year and David Johnson. Well, in I would have got it right because I'm smart. David Johnson is a great. He's a he's a really good receiving running back. He's a he's a bigger guy. He's not like a small guy like Chris Thompson that we talked about. He's a big like full three down back. You know he's built kind of like Todd Gurley, I guess. He's proven he can do it. He did it in 2016. It's just been a few years where he got hurt one year. I think he hurt his wrist or his arm, something like that. And he's he's had a little bit of trouble yeah. staying healthy. And then the Cardinals organization kind of changed regimes last year and kind of weeded David Johnson out. because yeah. he wasn't if, there. If he okay. If he plays a full sixteen this year, where does he finish? I he can he's got top fifteen. He's as an RB one. His upside is an RB one. Eleven, twelve. No. Yeah. But but where do you think he finishes? If he plays full sixteen. If he plays full sixteen and stays healthy and produces on this team, he can finish as like running back ten. Okay. I I, I think that his upside is a top ten running back. It really is. I have him ranked as RB twenty, which. Okay, he's not an RB1 for me right now. I, I have him as an RB2 right now with with RB1 upside. But so, you, don't, you don't want him as your first running back. 
so last year he he the weeks one through six when he was a starter when he played mm-hmm. he was a top ten running back yeah and he's gonna get all the volume in this in this off this Texans offense so as long as he stays healthy he will be a top ten running back the yeah. only thing that's keeping him um in the third round is that well that and he's had the two down years with the injuries and kind of got beat out by Kenyon Drake but Carlos Hyde rushed for over a thousand yards in this offense last year and that's Carlos Hyde, who really isn't that great of a running back. David Johnson is a better running back than Carlos Hyde. He's a better pass catcher. And his, like you said, his ADP is in the middle of the third round, around guys like Le'Veon, James Conner, and, and Gurley. I think he kind of fits right in there with those guys, kind of guys you got a little question about, but they have the ta- they have the talent, but you have questions about him. That's David Johnson. He's got the talent, but he's got some questions. I think is I think he's a great RB two. If you if you grab a running back in the first round and go a couple rounds, grab a couple wide receivers and swing back by and get David Johnson as your RB two. He's definitely a high high upside. Yeah, he's got the, <laughs> he's got the RB one upside. I do think what's weird to me is they brought him in and they also have Duke Johnson, which is essentially plays the same kind of running back as David Johnson. You know, Duke Johnson's the pass catcher guy who can also run it between the tackles. Duke actually finished as RB twenty nine last year. So, yeah, this guy can't catch a break. He yeah, he's he really good. Can't. He's good, and they're just people just keep bringing well, other people running in back to start over him. Running back twenty nine isn't bad. He he had a good no. He's a good. Year. Yeah, he's good. He finished right next to Carlos Hyde, and like I said, Carlos Hyde ran for over a thousand yards. So Duke Johnson, you made a lot of that up with the pass catching and all that. Um, I'm hoping David Johnson takes most of that. And mm-hmm. honestly, if we want David Johnson to be good, we don't want Duke Johnson to be good this year because they play the same kind of running back position. They're what, both pass catching what, guys. What we want is going to be sort of the um, like what we talked about the Jaguars. We want Duke Johnson to be Chris Thompson of of the Texans, except yeah. you know, except for I mean, if we that, if that Dave, happens, I'm fine with it. We because want David they, Johnson to be like Saquon, and you don't even know who his backup is. Well, I mean, that's ideal, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. Yeah, well, Duke Johnson's going to get touches. He's he's a great backup handcuff to DJ because they're, they're both the same kind of kind of running back. Yeah. He's going to get touches even if David Johnson you know plays most of the game. Exactly. Pass catchers, Braden. I got a hot take here for you. Okay. Wide receiver Will Fuller finished as wide receiver 53 last year okay deandre hopkins is no longer on the team my hot take is will fuller if he stays healthy and plays all 16 games tell me he can't finish as the top 10 wide receiver tell tell me tell me he has the talent he's proven it year in and year out he has the talent he just can't stay healthy is his problem he does he plays like two games yeah but a year let me but tell me he so d hop's not there okay he is essentially D Hop that can't stay healthy. Um, I, I am high on Will Fuller because his talent, year in and year out, he's proven it. I think he had the highest scoring fantasy game of almost any position last year, other than like a quarterback. Against Atlanta, he had 14 catches for 217 yards and three touchdowns, which equated to 53.7 PPR fantasy points. He can be a beast. I just, I'm. He's never proven that he can play more than five games, it well, seems so like. right here, he in 2016, he played 14. 2017, he played 10. 2018, he played 7. And last year, he played 11 games. So he is not... I don't know that he's played a full 16 his whole career, yeah, which is a big deal. That's rough, man. But now he's got more to prove. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. It's not, but you can't... like Just because he has more to prove doesn't mean that he's not going to get hurt. 
Yeah, but I mean, you don't go into this looking at a guy to get hurt, right? If you, he's you, if his what? name is Will Fuller, yes, you do. You, <laughs> yes, you, ex- you do. You expect it. See, I have him as my wide receiver thirty-five, by the way. But the more I've thought about it, I think if he plays like DeAndre Hopkins and he stays healthy, he's him and uh, Deshaun Watson have chemistry like no other. Every time they're yeah. in, they they go off. He he's a huge playmaker. Uh, he's gonna get more consistency now, more passes. I, I I do. I that's my hot take. He could finish as a top ten wide receiver if he stays healthy all sixteen games. That's he I mean can essentially be D hop. I'm, I'm not saying I'm against you because I feel like if he plays all sixteen, he's gonna be great. But I the chance of what he's got like a a two. 0.2% chance to play all 16 games. I mean, you're probably right. It's you're, actually you're zero right. because he's never done it. You're probably <laughs> right. But he's one of those guys where if he's healthy, you feel okay starting him. Especially now. Yeah, especially yeah. now that he's the number one guy. If he's healthy, you know, the first couple games of the season, you're okay to start him. Yeah, no. You I never know when he's going to get hurt. I, I, you know, you could put him in your flex. Yeah. Well, I'm really... And, and I'm, he's going at the end of the seventh. I'm more I'm more high on Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he, he's going at the end of the seventh, uh, right behind Cooks, actually. But Cooks has just as much injury history. Let me, let me tell you this. Cooks, Cook, I thought this was funny. Cooks leads the league in two categories the last few years. Concussions and getting traded. So, I mean. But he's, I, okay. Brandon Cooks has been a top 15 wide receiver every year of his career, except for last year. Okay. Every single year he's been top 15 wide receiver. He played 14 games last year. He didn't miss that many games. Why did he finish as wide receiver 61? He didn't, but he didn't finish all those games. Exactly why you're... Okay, but... but <laughs> that's a Will Fuller issue that's, right No, there. that's one year, not his entire career. I mean, you're right, but he, he gets a concussion every year, though, too, it seems like. Um, he, finished as, he finished as wide receiver... He actually finished below Will Fuller last year. I, I just... I think that Brandon Cooks has top 15 wide receiver up, like upside. If he plays all 16... I'm locking him in as wide receiver 15. Okay, okay. If Will Fuller, uh, put him on the same boat. If Will Fuller plays all 16 games and has no injuries all year, and Brandon Cooks plays all 16 games and has no injuries all year, who I'm, would you rather have? On I'm taking Brandon Cooks. See, I'd rather take Fuller. If, if that's the scenario, if there's no injuries, like we're playing Madden and turning injuries off, I'm taking Will Fuller. He's uh, big, he's fast, he's strong. Cooks is a little fast guy, which is cool. But, I mean, Will Fuller, to me, is essentially DeAndre Hopkins, but he can't stay healthy. Cook, yeah. Cook's had five concussions in six years. Yeah, I mean, how many did he have last year, though? He had, like, three last year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but... Yeah, I mean, if, if he... Well, and if, that's I mean, what, concussions are nothing to mess around with. So, yeah, for real. Um, if, if he has a concussion this year, again, like, he's getting close to being done. Yeah, he um, really is. That that is that is a a big thing. I'm not gonna dismiss that, but I I just feel like for for the for the round and the value that you're getting that you're having to pick the two, I feel like Brandon Cooks is safer with just as much upside. Yeah, well that's kind of well okay. Let's make another bet. I bet you Will Fuller, if depending on how many games these guys play, cause if they okay. if these guys play the same amount of games. And stay healthy. I don't really know how we're going to do this bet because I expect both of them to actually get hurt. <laughs> I accept. I bet Will Fuller finishes with more points per game than Brandon Cooks, depending on the number of games that they play. Okay, I accept. I accept your... Something your like that. Odd... Your odd... What, what uh, is that called? Odd bet. Your odd bet. So, well, and this is... 
the discussion we're having is also the reason I'm a little more down on Deshaun Watson. We've just talked about his two top options are guys that are both hurt all the time. How do you – I feel like the most reliable wide receiver on the team is Kenny Stills. Oh, not, sure. not that he's fantasy relevant unless both of these guys in front of him get hurt, which is a possibility. Kiki, QT. No, nah, he's just as bad getting hurt. <laughs> I know, I know. You got Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's a little older kind of guy. What about Darren Fells? He's got Darren Fells. No well, one. well, Kenny Stills. I feel like he should be drafted late. You can. Only, I. I don't think he costs you anything. I'm pretty sure he's free. He should be drafted late just because he has the upside when both of the guys in front of him get hurt. Am I wrong, dude? Yeah. If you so, draft Kenny Stills late, stash him on your bench, and when Cooks and Fuller go out, then you got a number one wide receiver in Kenny Stills. Dude. So what's Deshaun Watson gonna do when David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller get hurt, man? Damn right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. That's why I'm a little worried about Deshaun Watson this year. Uh, but I, I, I really like Will Fuller. Kenny Stills is solid. Draft him late, stash him because he's gonna be, he's gonna be played. Poor Deshaun Watson. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's just kind of a guy at this point. He may be. Uh, this team is gonna be strange to watch because, I feel like their wide receiver court is gonna change every week. Darren Fells, Jordan Aikens, Jordan Thomas, the tight ends. You're not. Darren Phillips had a good year last year. He could be a streamer this year. Yeah, he's going to he, be a streamer. He, he was a streamer. He finished as tight end 17 last year. He finished with seven touchdowns, which was good. He's a little older Dude, guy, but... Low-key, that might go up this year. <laughs> yeah, like There's we're no talking D-hop. about if all these guys get hurt. There's no D-hop. Darren Phillips could finish with more than 10 touchdowns this year. Yeah. Um, I'm, it I'm, could. There's, <clears throat> there's a couple young guys behind him. Jordan Ankins, Jordan Thomas... There's kind of three guys here that you're watching. You're not really drafting fells. You're just picking them up and yeah. switching them out before week one if you didn't grab a good tight end that you're comfortable with. But, I mean, I streamed him last year, but he only had 341 yards. He was very yeah. touchdown dependent, which you can't rely on touchdowns in fantasy. It's not It's not very helpful. And I can't be I can't be biased. Well, no, actually, I can't be. Never mind. I was going to say, it, it's he's kind of Jared Cook to me, but... It's not the same because he doesn't have a Jared but, Cook. But no, but he doesn't have a Michael Thomas either. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, you're not drafting one of these guys to rely on them. You're drafting him as a streamer. It's, tight end streaming is a thing too. We talk about quarterback streaming. If you don't get a good tight end and you just have a crap guy that gets you three points every week, change it out for somebody who might score a touchdown like uh, Darren, Darren Fells here. I mean, yep. all right. So that's enough about the injury-prone Texans lineup. Yep. Let's uh, what do, you, what do you think about old Felipe? On the Indianapolis Colts, Philip Rivers started his career on the Chargers and is not ending his career on the Chargers. Got brought over. They brought over. They drafted running back Jonathan Taylor, big stud name running back, and wide receiver Michael Pittman out of the second round. Philip Rivers Trey Burton, seems like the guy to retire and only want his jersey to be like his retirement jersey to be a Colts jersey just because he's mad at the Chargers I mean he seems like that guy Philip Rivers is one of those guys that has all the stats but he hasn't won anything you know what I mean he got drafted at the same time as Eli and Big Ben and both those guys have Super Bowls and Philip Rivers has just been slinging it trying to get somewhere and just hasn't he's like Tony Romo Philip Rivers is like Tony Romo they're good and they have all the stats in the world but you didn't do nothing, so nobody cares. True. But Philip Rivers finished as quarterback 18 last year on the Chargers. I have my quarterback 19 at this point. 
Last year, if you don't know what happened last year, the Colts had Andrew Luck, who was a really, really good young quarterback who was the future of that franchise. And then, like, a month before the season started or whatever, he was like, yeah, I'm retiring. And everybody was like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah. With yeah. His neck, neck beard and everything. Dude, that was that was so that wild. Was, that was, yeah, you talk about DeAndre Hopkins getting traded this year. Andrew Luck retiring last year was like, whoosh, what the hell? I remember, I remember, um, everybody thought pe- it was a people, joke. yeah, I remember people drafting, like, seeing, seeing, it was an internet meme, and people drafted, like, there's this one guy that drafted Andrew Luck as his QB, and Lamar Miller, it, and Lamar Miller as his running back, and, like, that, it, he had to take a Lamar Miller in, like, round three or something, and it, like, it was just a big meme. So, that's what happened to the Colts last year, and they ended up starting Jacoby Brissett at quarterback all year. It started off okay, didn't, didn't end well. Philip Rivers is an upgrade at QB for me here at over Brissett. Uh, head coach Frank Reich is the head coach in, in Indy. He was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers during some of Rivers' really good years. So he's going to throw the ball a lot. He knows his head coach. They know how to work together. He's a guy who likes to throw it and just he's not too worried about picks. He's not afraid to just throw the ball and hope his guy catches it he's kind of like brett Favre at this point and just man interceptions are just part of the game just throw it in <laughs> yeah i i'm not i'm not super high on philip rivers this year uh i mean he you're getting him for nothing if you want to if you like philip rivers and you're gonna wait and you can get him in the 14th round yeah i mean you know wait as long as you want because nobody else is really picking him with from what that's saying he's got some good weapons here so i, I mean i'm okay if if you take quarterback late and you just need a streamer, he's probably the first guy you're trying to pick up. Yeah, I, I mean, his throughout his career, he's been a back end QB one, and and that's really like that's about the spot. Um, I feel like his ceiling is QB eight. I mean, I don't think he can get much higher than that. Yeah, yeah, probably not. I, I, I will say that he does have a better O line here in Indy than yeah. he, than he ever. They definitely you know, have one of the top five O lines according to they have the top O line according to RotoWire. Yeah, so they have the number one I, offensive line in the league. I mean, he may have the best offensive line that he's ever had this year. So he may just start slinging it. Throw it, throw it to my boy Ty. Let's let's go ahead before we get to Ty. Let's go over the running back room here. Some some running back controversy here. You got Marlon Mack, who's the starter last year, and they just drafted big name Jonathan Taylor. And the starter this year. They just drafted big name Jonathan Taylor. Mack finished as running back twenty two last year. He's a solid RB2. He's a pretty solid guy. He doesn't catch a lot of passes. But he had 247 attempts, just over 1,000 yards, and 8 touchdowns last year. That's a good solid number. Yeah. That's a good solid guy. You don't really have to worry about him. Um, they brought in Jonathan Taylor, big big name, hyped up rookie. Everybody's like, oh my god, Jonathan Taylor's the next best thing ever. Um, Jonathan Taylor's not the starter here. Every, no. Jonathan Taylor's actually, I think his... Let me see. No, he, he's not. Jonathan he's not Taylor's the ADP is the fourth round. Yeah, it's wild, bro. Let me tell you this: Marlon Mack's ADP is the seventh round. So for some reason on this team, I know he's a rookie, especially for redraft. Do not draft Jonathan Taylor before Marlon Mack. Granted, Taylor may end up being the starter towards the end of the season, but Mack hasn't done anything to lose his job yet. 
No. It's not Jonathan Taylor's not just coming in and taking over this job week one. I think uh, some of the coach speak going on this last week has actually been Marlon Mack's the starter. Yeah, and he's, I, it's his job to lose. Exactly, and Marlon Mack has he hasn't he's been good when, yeah, he, he's, when he's, he's played been a solid guy. Yeah, but his problem is injuries. Now, if he goes in and he and he gets hurt in week two, it's Jonathan Taylor's job, and Marlon Mack's not getting it back. Like I, yeah. but that's what it's going to take for me. Like. I think I'm I'm going into the season. If Marlon Mack's sitting there and he gets to the to the back of the seventh or the beginning of the eighth, I'm willing to take him there. And then after five weeks, I'll probably trade him. Yeah, that's what, that's I have the same note down. You know, if he has a good first half of the season or something like that, try to flip him because you know he's not probably keeping it all season, honestly. Unless he just dude, unless he just balls out. Yep, I, I'm my I mean, my we, mark my mark is that five games. I think about yeah, five yeah, games cool. in is when Jonathan Taylor is going to start to start to eat in and take over a little bit. Yeah, and that's I even have a note down for Jonathan Taylor is um, don't draft him. Wait for the first five games to happen and then trade for him. Yeah, exactly. That's, at, that's, at his low point because you're not you're not going to have to give up a fourth round pick. Yeah, but it's it, it's kind of it's ridiculous to me that he's going in the fourth round. Yeah, man. I I understand the offensive line is good. He's a big hyped up rookie. He's actually the only he's the second player in FBS history to post two consecutive 2000-yard rushing seasons. He fumbles, his fumbles are kind of a concern. He's got 18 fumbles on 968 touches, which is a pretty high number of fumbles. Yeah. He kind of plays the same role. He's not a big pass catcher either, kind of like Marlon Mack. They have a pass catching back on the team in Naheem Hines, but it's just it's ridiculous to me. I like I am 100% targeting Mack in every league just because it's the cheapest starting running back you can get, essentially. Yep. It's going in the seventh round. That blows my mind. Man, Mac I, is starting for at least the first quarter of the season. Yeah, I'm telling you that that's the that's the play right there. What we just what we y'all you heard it here first. That's the play. You need to draft Mac and flip him after week five. Yeah, draft Mac and you can play Mac. Play yeah. you, you can start him on your team. It's not like you're just drafting him to keep him and do nothing. If you Get get one running back and go wide receiver heavy, and then go you know Travis Kelsey or something like that, and then get your quarterback. In Marlon the Mack is round. your perfect target. Marlon Mack is your perfect second running back, especially for the first half of the season, because you know all these guys, all these running backs that we we talk about and all, all that, these guys, all these guys, their running back always has turnover in the season. Somebody's always going to get hurt, and then somebody that nobody knew about is going to kind of step up and take a role. So there's always going to be running backs on the waiver wire. So don't don't feel like everybody got drafted. There's nobody else to pick up. There's always going to be some guy on the waiver wire that shows up and is like, hey, I'm J.K. Hill coming out of nowhere, four-string running back on the Houston broke-ass Texans. Okay, now I'm going to come up and be a starting running back. It, it happens. Yeah, it happens all Taylor, the time. Jonathan Taylor, I will say, in Dynasty, he's definitely a top-five pick. He should oh, probably for sure. be top-five, yeah, top-three guy drafted. I would, I would say, yeah, I would put go as far as top-three for yeah. sure. Naheem Hines, like I mentioned, finished as running by 44. He's the pass-catching specialist on the team. He's going to get touches even with the other two guys in front of him just because they're not big pass-catchers. Uh, he's kind of a low-end matchup flex play. It's Somebody to stash if you need just bench. Somebody to stash on your bench. Yep. My boy T.Y. Hilton here finished as – didn't really finish the season. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really. He started off really hot last year with Jacoby Brissett. I am. This is this is another hot take right here. It's it's a little high. I'm actually gonna move him back down a little bit. I I when I at the time I took my notes, I had him at wide receiver. Okay, I'm not even gonna look at my notes. What do I have him at? Let me see. I don't want. I don't want to give you the wrong answer. Okay, I have him at wide receiver twelve. 
Holy hot take. <clears throat> Which, granted, granted, I know. I know that's a little high. Probably not going to. I'm not going to draft him wide receiver 12. I'll just tell you that right now. He's got some upside, though. He's got old man slinging Phillip Rivers there. Throwing yeah. the ball. T.Y. is uh, an elite deep threat in this league. And Phillip Rivers is better than Jacoby Brissett. I I have T.Y. at 24. Yeah, that's that's probably closer to where. Yeah, I just he he's I only, can see him in between twelve and twenty four. Um, since two thousand fourteen, he's only finished as a as a top fifteen wide receiver. Guess how many times? Like three. Three. Yeah. It's three. That's like a fifty fifty shot at what you know like. Yeah, it, and, it really and, is. And you're drafting him as wide receiver twenty four. So, I mean five oh nine. I just I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like it's. It's is the risk worth the reward? Well, who's he going around around in? Let me see, in the fifth round. Let me pull it up. Um, in the fifth round, he's going around Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Lockett. I mean, are you any more spectacular about those guys? Uh, I mean, I would take AJ Green and Devontae Parker over him. I mean, he's going. And he's going ahead of both those guys. I mean, I and I feel like I feel like I'd take Ty over both those guys, honestly. I I don't think I would. I just I Ty is a deep threat guy. That's what he is. I think Philip Rivers can can get him the ball. He's a mostly he's only had like I think two years when he didn't have a thousand yards and over a hundred targets, and that was one of the years was last year when he was hurt. Um, yeah, and I mean I have he has some injury risk. He's had injury issues, which is why. Like he didn't finish the season last year. Yeah. Like it's it's been a consistent thing throughout his career, which is why he's not being drafted in the first three rounds. Like honestly, that's why. And and so um, I mean I'm fine with picking him at five nine, where his ADP is. I'm not gonna disparage you for it. I just I don't know if that's where I would. Yeah. I would let, pick. let me let me give you this so. stat. Other than last year and 2016, Hilton had at least five catches of more than 40 yards every season since 2012. Yeah, I mean, which is that's you know, and and some leagues have different scoring where hey, you have a, over a forty yard play, you get extra points. You know what I mean? We I think one of the ones we play in is like that. That's that's what you want in a I'm, guy like this. Yeah, I'm, he's not your wide receiver one. He's probably not your wide receiver two. He's probably your wide receiver three. If you yeah, get him in the fifth, I'm round. not discounting Ty's talent. Yeah, Ty Ty is a beast of a talent. He's good. I'm just his his injuries have kept him out of the i mean out of the top 15 mm-hmm. really so yeah I, I definitely had a little hot take on him at wide receiver 12 but we'll kind of see where we get to that uh, if he plays all 16 he can be wide receiver yeah 12. If he, yeah he, he could so he's got the upside he just has to kind of prove it he hasn't done it in a while yeah and he's getting a little older now um but we'll kind of see where he goes what about michael Pittman? is a rookie zach pascal paris campbell what are you doing with these guys? Um, I mean, Michael Pittman is a good a good sleeper, and I feel like I mean I honestly yeah I the rest of the two aren't spit it out yeah they're you're not looking at drafting any of these guys really Michael Pittman I would maybe take a fifteenth round shot on him or something but yeah the rest of the guys I'm, they're not really relevant. yeah they're all just kind of trying they're gonna be looking to share targets. And nobody's really kind of broke out in a role yet. Pittman is, Pittman's been compared to Mike Evans. He's a big guy, big heavy guy, massive guy, runs a decent forty. 
I hate when people use 40s. Oh, this guy ran a 4.3 and this guy ran a 4.5. Bro, that like is, to the human eye, you can't even tell a difference. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why. Oh, my, that guy's so much slower than Tyreek Hill. Granted, Tyreek Hill's a little different, but like, oh, this guy ran a 4.3, this guy ran a 4.4. This guy's way faster than this. No, he's not. Yeah. Hey, step for step right there, I promise you. Yeah, and and, and then you you hear about um game speed. Like, some, some guys are faster yeah. ga- in game speed than they are in, like, it's like, dude. It's just. I just think it's funny that, oh my god, yeah, like a five four and a four five, or yeah, that's that's a little different there. But a four four and a four five, you're like, that's not. They're the same. They're the same speed. They're the same fast. Yeah, they're, 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 the, same they're fast. the same fast. Is your boy Jack Daniels the same <laughs> no. fast? No, Jack Doyle and Trey Burton are the tight ends here. Rivers likes to throw the tight end, but these guys aren't Antonio Gates. Doyle has been kind of a solid, reliable guy. Last year wasn't his best year. Uh, he's not going to wow you. He's just going to be another another tight end guy. He's going to be a streamer. He's going to be consistent. He's, uh, he has, he's a streamer with upside. But but I don't even think Doyle has the upside anymore. Burton has the upside if he can stay healthy. <laughs> Bert, I'm Trey tired Burton. of seeing in the Burton I, dance. I, I, yeah, me too. But <laughs> he's the younger guy with more upside, a little more athletic. Uh, uh, a little more athletic yeah. than Doyle. Yeah, that's about describes so those, those, this tight end landscape here. Yeah. Also, I want to let everybody in on a little a little joke that I made. Jack Daniels. Nolan has some experience with old Jack Daniels, no, and he uh, it's his favorite favorite drink. He turns into Smeagol. No, that's a that's a long time ago. <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore. How dare you bring that up? This has been the Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast, Episode 7. Thanks for jumping on the bandwagon with us. Go jump on our social media pages, at FF Bandwagon. We got a Facebook page, Fantasy Football Bandwagon, stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Send us your questions. Send us your comments. Send us your comments telling us how dumb we are and how you don't think T.Y. Hilton's going to be a top 12 wide receiver and how you think Kenny Stills is the best on the Texans and the only one not going to get hurt. That's cool. We probably agree with that one. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Check out uh, – pretty soon we're going to have sleeper episodes and sleepers and, and busts and kind of different draft strategies. To, so kind of look out for those. What do you got, Braden? Finish it off. Um, I hope everybody has a good week. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> we'll see you all next time. Peace out. <laughs>